Audacious Compassion, Episode 17, Holiday Cheer. Toothpaste, lemonade, polka dots and stripes. You're a dark night, and I'm the day. We're a wreck, and that's Hello, and welcome to Audacious Compassion, a podcast where we explore how to find compassion in the most difficult places in daily life. I'm Gregory Avery Weir. And I'm Melissa Avery Weir. And today we'll be talking about grudges and long-standing grievances. So, Melissa, <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. You think we should record a podcast? Probably. <laughs> Probably before the end of the year. We're having a bit of holiday cheer. So how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, enjoying a couple of long weekends, even if I'm not hugely into celebrating the holidays. Since we're talking about grudges and grievances, it's been, you know, the holidays, right? Like people dealing with family, people mm-hmm. dealing with all sorts of drama. Well, I've bypassed a lot of that because I don't tend to have a lot of interaction with stressful aspects of my family. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting time where. I'm sort of ducking and dodging <laughs> other grievances. So I had um, an incident with a colleague a few months ago, and it's settled. It's fine. We don't talk to each other much, but we work together. And over this holiday week, like, we were one of the few people in the office together. Ah. Uh. And it's just, it's not like, it's not a thing, but it's a thing, right? Like, Yeah, it's not like you're trying to avoid them. Well. It's just that, well, it's just that you can't avoid them if right. it's only five people there. Exactly. And I have a friend that I get pretty easily annoyed by when I'm in certain moods and when they're in certain moods. And I just kind of like, maybe, I, I think this is one of my, uh, a quality about me that's not good. Um, but I don't always want to have a confrontation. I don't always want to set boundaries and bring up stuff to the forefront and highlight things that everybody's doing that is subpar. Which yeah, means... like even in the long run, if it would save you some grief, that doesn't mean you want to deal with it now. Right. Or maybe ever, preferably. Yeah. Like if I don't have to deal with it, um, if it just means that, you know, I take lunch at a slightly different time and it's not a big deal or I just, you know, let some instant messages go by Mm -hmm. then that's fine um so i feel like i've been ducking and dodging a little bit lately (laughs) (laughs) which like i said i don't consider this an endearing quality of myself to avoid conflict but um Mm. and i guess avoiding those sorts of things is in part how they end up being these long-standing things that aren't dealt with and just are like accumulating over time right and part of it is i don't have any confidence that even if i did bring them up a satisfactory solution would rise Mm -hmm. would arise right um just because i want change does not mean the other person wants change um and so it's but it is kind of turtling a little bit (laughs) so how have you been turtles (laughs) um i'm doing good uh holidays are again weird like, mm-hmm. all sorts of weird things about them. Um, but I've been thinking, and, and we've been talking a decent amount about this podcast yes. and how it's causing us some some grief and, and kind of has been for a while. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, we very much enjoy doing it, but we're in that situation where we're a kind of a, I don't know if we're an advice show, but we're a, we're a 
a show that depends on prompts. Right. And we just don't have many people supplying us with those. Exactly. Um, and we kind of haven't been growing listener numbers and, and mm-hmm. we've been talking. We're sort of at the point where we're like, how, you know, how long do we keep doing this? What, how can we change what we're doing? Right. Um, do we change marketing or do we change format? Um, I mean, we started off doing things correctly, right? Like we had several episodes recorded. Yeah. We gave ourselves lead time. So we got off to a good footing, but we're not marketing gurus, despite the fact that we yeah. run a video game company. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, oh, I mean, we have trouble marketing our video game company too. Exactly. So, so it's some mixture of whether this appeals or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. Who knows how long we'll keep doing this? I mean, maybe it'll pick up. Maybe it'll pick up. Uh, we we also have engaged in some ducking and dodging. I think. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Both of talking about how to fix the problem and in uh, perhaps the date of this recording <laughs> and a couple of other times. Yeah, and I, I know that that uh, that sometimes you're like, "Hey, what are we going to do about this?" And I'm kind of like, "I don't know." <laughs> and then end the conversation. Yeah, and I, I this is usually online, so yes. it's not like I'm just like staring you straight in the eyes and walking away. <laughs> Um, but, but nagging is also one of my least endearing qualities, so I endeavor not to do it. <laughs> but, uh, I think, I mean, of course, from listeners, we'd appreciate, uh, if you've got suggestions yeah. or if you want to tell all your friends about us, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. We would definitely welcome, you know, if there are places that we should post that you think would enjoy mm-hmm. hearing about this kind of stuff, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's sort of, it's a thing that's been building mm-hmm. and we got to, we got to do something different because it's, you know, it's getting a little worse over time, yeah. but we'll figure it out. Or, you know, if not, we will have had a good run. Yeah. When it'll when been we a good podcast for however many episodes we do and nothing to be ashamed of at all. Yeah. So, uh, on the theme of, of these grudges, longstanding issues, uh, we've got a, a prompt that we pulled from user Tinkering Bell on the Interpersonal Stack Exchange. An excellent name. Yes. Uh, this is cut down from the original question. Which is very long. About eight years ago, we had some serious get-a-lawyer trouble with a couple of neighbors. I was in university at the time, and I have a general knowledge of what happened, but my par- parents never spoke about their interactions with the neighbors. Since then, I've had interactions with one of our neighbors, and she seems genuinely apologetic about the whole thing. I'm not the easiest person to win over, but I really think she's sorry for what happened and wants to apologize. I've seen her make several attempts to try and speak to my mom, but my mom always avoids her and gets rescued by dad. Yesterday, we received a Christmas card from her. My mom was so mad she didn't even read it. I did, and it was a really nice card. It stated something along the lines of, I really like to apologize and I want to start anew, just like the New Year does. Then there was an invitation for the entire neighborhood to come and have the traditional New Year's Eve drinks in her home. Needless to say, when I told my mom what was actually in the card, she got really, really mad, to the point of shouting at me that I was being naive and manipulated. I'm guessing that our neighbor did something that's even worse than the things I know about, but when I asked mom about it yesterday, she wouldn't tell me. I'd really like to know why she called me out for being naive and manipulated and understand her anger. How can I have a talk about the reasons for her anger with my mom when only mentioning the subject pisses her off this much? I'd really like to find out what it is that happened that is so inexcusable she doesn't want to talk about it or find it in her heart to forgive even after years. Forgiveness is is a a tricky topic. Yeah. I, right? I don't usually shift a conversation if it starts coming to the idea of forgiveness. 
Um, because it's it, it can mean so many different things. Right. And it often, this game with that colleague of mine, it, it often kind of means uh, and absolve me of responsibility for making yeah. amends. Like there's 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 forgiveness that's just accepting the thing that happened and mm-hmm. not letting it be a present thing, letting it be a past thing. Right. And that and then you can go all the way to forgiving being sort of like what you did was fine. Right. You never did anything wrong. Right. Forgive and forget get bundled. Yeah. Like implicitly. Like there mm-hmm. yes, there is that phrase forgive and forget, but often forgive is supposed to also mean forget. Um and that you shouldn't have feelings about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not just, you know, that it didn't happen, but that you have erased it. So, I, I don't know. I would almost strike forgiveness from this question, right? Like, the, the person yeah. really wants to empathize with their mother. Right. Like, the question of how do I get my mother to forgive is very different. And, in short, the answer is you don't. Right. Like, yeah, if she's going to forgive, she's going to forgive. If not... That is her own healing process. Yeah. But this thing of how do I understand why... This is happening. Yes. And, I mean, it's kind of none of your business. Right. Yeah, so there's there's a significant part of me that's like, and again, I didn't see my family over Christmas, so right. there's that. But part, there's a significant part of me that's like, go to the party. Don't deal with your mom's, yeah. like, be a per. You're an adult. You were in mm-hmm. college eight years ago. Like, yeah. go, be an adult. The desire to know is totally understandable. Like, nosiness and curiosity, however you want to call it, Mm -hmm. is totally natural and normal and healthy, usually. But there is a certain point at which you just say, I accept a no, right? Right, yes. You you can tell me what you want to or not. Right. And what is a little worrying, I think, so there's there's a sequence of events here, which was stuff happened long ago in the past. Now I'm interested in saying hello to this neighbor. My mother has judged me Mm -hmm. for doing so. And then now I want an explanation and mother is not giving it. Yeah. Right. So there's, it's not. It would be one thing if it was just kind of in a vacuum. Hey, I don't know. Never heard what happened. Tell me. Right. And this is in the context mm of, I want, I want you to forgive this person or I want you have better relations with this person Mm -hmm. so explain to me why you can't right and that framing is far more confrontational yeah and it also makes the the statement of um i'm guessing our neighbor did something that's even worse than the things i know about suggests that they might join the bandwagon if what they hear is bad enough like they killed her dog right you're like oh well now i'm not gonna deal with it like what they have done is between the two of them and if no one wants to share then you have no moral or ethical responsibility to base your interactions on something you don't know about. Yeah. Right. I mean, they seem to be doing fine enough not interacting. Right. There's no indication that they're missing out on anything because of their lack of interaction. Right. I mean, the kid should go to the New Year's party. Totally go to the New Year's party. If they want to, sure. Well, they seem to want to. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But that's whether they go is completely separate than whether the mom goes or the oh, dad yes. goes. Oh, yes. Agreed. I think, I think often in these cases of like, I want to know this information to better inf- inform my choices and my mm-hmm. understanding, it's sometimes useful for me to think of kind of the two extremes, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, the one extreme for this thing is like, it was 
you over-trimmed my gardenias and I worked really hard on them. Yes. And it was really frustrating and that's sort of built up and festered in my head until I'm this mm-hmm. angry. I asked you to mow my lawn, you mowed it too short, and now all my grass is dead. Right. And so there's there's sort of that level of thing where it's like, the thing was minor, mm-hmm. and it seems to make sense to forgive. Right. And it's kind of, it's kind of, I'll admit, it's kind of hard not to judge in that case, right? You're like, mom, really? Like, yeah. Really? But, and then you think about the other ex- extreme, which would be like, oh, it was something truly terrible. Yes. Like, that where you, if you knew about it, you'd say, oh, well, that's fine. And then, so imagine those two extremes. Mm-hmm. And then be like... What do I do then? Right. Right? Yes. And so if, if, if you're, would your behavior actually be different mm-hmm. with those two things? Would you say, if, if your mom said it was something minor, mm-hmm. would you then go, well, just forgive her then? Well, the other major component is how important loyalty is to you. Yeah. And familial loyalty, which is a huge, huge, I mean, I've lived in the South and Southern-ish states all of my life. There's a thing here. Where people, I mean, it takes acts of God for people to decide that they don't want to deal with their family anymore. Yeah, Um, but this isn't even a question of, am I going to deal with my mom? But it's, am I going to act in alignment with my mom? Possibly. So it could be that that they won't go to the New Year's party because they don't want to risk their mother flying into a rage or calling them names again, or not names, but judging them openly again. And I can understand that, right? Like, there's kind of a, okay, so like, a friend and an acquaintance who break up, Mm -hmm. right? In that case, you listen, you empathize, right? Like, but you're probably going to take your friend's side unless they have done something beyond a certain level. I mean, I don't need to know that you need to take sides. I agree. In most cases. I agree. But loyalty is a thing. Sure, yeah. (laughs) But it's... This most of this isn't actually about what you do in relation to the person, right? Like, this neighbor you don't know, like you don't know them, yeah. Apparently, yeah. So, why why is whether or not they want to apologize? Why does that matter? Like, if your mom's having trouble dealing with this, maybe therapy is the way to go, right? <laughs> it's it's probably not going to this New Year's party is the way that she's going to get over this, and so. I mean, that's true. Although, okay, so this is this is wandering away from the right, question. Right. Yes. This so is the definitely question is, wandering away from the question. Assuming that the answer does matter to you, mm-hmm. um, in terms it, of your actions, in terms of your actions, or in terms of how you feel about things, mm-hmm. and you consider it fine to push. On this, because she clearly doesn't want to, right? Right. So you're you're kind of asking, you're you're making a further request, you're negotiating at this point, mm-hmm. which is already a little a little dangerous, right? Because you, she's already said no, right? She's already said I'm not going to consent to a conversation about this right. under these circumstances or whatever. So if you want to revisit this, how do you do it? Or can you find a way to empathize without knowing the facts? Yeah. Because empathy is not about, I model the situation and understand the logic path of the events that happened, and ergo, I understand how my mother feels. Yeah, compassionate communication is never about being right, or being wrong, or or finding truth. Right. Like, that's a completely separate (laughs) context, right? Like, what this is about, probably... 
you, you're probably not trying to start a court case or collect a subpoena. Right. You're probably trying to relate to your mom better, mm-hmm. understand things better. And so what you need to know is how your mom actually feels, not right. why she feels that way. Right. And the nuances of, like, anger is one of the mm-hmm. four vocab words we learn. Although this person says they went to university, so maybe they're not stuck in the American education system. Uh, true. Um, but... The our 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 descriptions of emotions generally are just awful. Yeah, just anger is awful. so vague. Right. Like there's a difference between the kind of a cold anger that's that's just a, a grumpiness. Mm-hmm. There's there's this the rage filled mm-hmm. almost uh, unthinking anger that causes you to lash out mm-hmm. and there's annoyance. Yeah. That often, that can be wrapped under anger. Hurt <laughs> also gets wrapped under anger, yeah. right? Like, who's going to be, like, you're so naive and manipulated and I'm hurt about the situation that occurred at years ago. Like, that's a very vulnerable thing to admit. Yeah. So, they're, it's going to have the affect of anger, almost assuredly. I think I think maybe the first step here is, if you actually want to know... You're going to need to concede to your mother's framing or of this. Or. Or what? You sleuth. You just investigate? You just investigate. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean you can you I mean you can probably find court find records the, or something, find right? Find court records. Ask the neighbor, go to the New Year's party, didn't Yeah, sure. I mean if if what you want to know about is what actually happened. Yes. Then that there are ways to do that. <laughs> but it definitely sounds like this this person wants to hear hear from her from their mom, right? So I think that that kind of acknowledging at least temporarily your mother's framing mm-hmm. will help. Like yeah. saying, okay, like I'm not trying to get you to go to the party. You get to decide that. Right. You know, you can forgive or not. I just want to understand. Mm-hmm. To frame it that way removes the pressure of. Yeah. And I need you to act on this. It takes right? it out of negotiation mm-hmm. and into a different, like, you said no to explaining yourself in order to justify mm-hmm. you not going to a New Year's party with a neighbor, which... Or reading the card, which was... Right, yeah, sure. But, yeah. I mean, I don't read half my mail, and I don't go to most things I'm invited to, right? Like, sure. I haven't been to... The, the, our apartment complex holds holiday parties all the time and i haven't attended a single one yes despite them being literally right outside my front door oh really yeah yeah they often hold them out out in this atrium here okay that's cool so if you actually want to know your mom's view on this it needs to be in a situation where you're not go it doesn't feel like you're going to weaponize that knowledge immediately exactly or at all preferably yeah yes right but you're there's a certain amount of kind of trust here right yeah like in order for your mom to feel comfortable sharing this, she's got to know that you're not going to... She's got to feel comfortable that you're not going to trigger her really rough feelings. Like, if she's right. shouting at you about about reporting what, what's in a card, right. there's definitely some hurt there right. that you're dredging up. You are mm-hmm. you're hurting your mother mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Right. And in order to communicate about that, you're going to need to do it more gently. Right. Yep. Or... Not do it. Right. Like, it is perfectly fine to just step away here and be like, okay. Exactly. I, you don't have to tell me. Right. If there is 
and I, I put a, I just put a condition on that, and there's no condition on it. Since there was trauma that occurred, right. <laughs> and there are responses happening that are a, a beyond what I would probably call a standard no, mm-hmm. right? If there's yelling, there's there's judgment being passed and things like that, you could just let it go. Like, think about all the things, like, if you hear, I don't know, someone was assaulted, like... It's pretty rude to keep pushing for details, right? right? Like, that's kind of one of those things where societally, many cultures, you just kind of go, oh, that sounds like it was awful. Yeah. Want to tell me about it? No? Okay. (laughs) Yep. And and I know that we try not to judge here, but I think there are pretty much two decent ways to go about this, Mm -hmm. which is to ask kindly... In a way that doesn't put your mom on us on the spot. Try and detach it from mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Or step away and drop it. Right. Like, I don't know that there's any other way to go about this. If you're if you what you want is your mom's viewpoint. Again, if you're trying to get facts, that's a completely that's other a thing. That's a different thing. Um, and to understand if you're if you're really set on I want to know the nuances of what my mother is feeling, observation may get you further than you might yeah. initially guess. Look at body posture. Yep. Um, if there are things that remind her of the situation. That, I don't know. This this yeah. sounds borderline creepy as I say these words, right? Like you're observing yeah, your mother. Sure, but I mean, that's this is what we do with people, right? Like we true. try and figure out how they're moving. We, we, mm-hmm. we, and we do this subconsciously yeah. rather than, yeah. Um, and so just being aware of that process, of the empathizing process, can, mm-hmm. can be helpful. Yeah. And... And that may be the best you can get. Yeah. And remember, or maybe realize, that anger is not a bad thing. Right. It's a, it's okay to be angry about things. And no one is owed forgiveness. Yeah. Situations can have closure without everyone being calm about it. Yep. And it is, it is actually, as long as your mother is not having ongoing trauma when it's not, you know brought up to her repeatedly Mm -hmm. it's fine for this to be that made me angry i'm never talking to that person again right and i don't want to talk about the situation either right yeah that is fine like if it mm -hmm. causes a problem for your mother there's therapy there's a bunch of ways to to address that she could move like they're staying in this neighborhood yeah for a decade after this stuff has happened so but there's there is no essential goodness in resolving this in resolving this and not being angry about it anymore right. the situation's yeah. resolved yep yeah like the the court cases are over yeah. and they don't go to they don't talk to each other if if no one's hurting anyone mm-hmm. and no one's feeling particularly troubled by actively. these yeah, actively yeah. or chronically it's fine yeah people can deal with being angry once in a while mm-hmm. so talk to your mom about the feelings make sure you actually want to know Right. Yeah. If you actually want to know about your mother and it matters what her answer is, right? Then ask her in a kind way, in a way that's not in the context of trying to convince her of something, mm-hmm. and be willing to hear a no. Right. And you know, if you get told no about something or a, what feels like a, maybe a partial no. That idea of closure that we mm-hmm. could apply to the micro situation that you're in, where you're like, well, yeah. now I don't have a complete 
answer and I want closure about it. I want a resolution. And so you push, you push, you push. Yeah. And I mean, you don't, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool to say, but there are going to be mysteries in the world. Like (laughs) you don't get to know everything. Interpersonal mysteries. Yes. Like, yeah. Just like you'd hope that your mom would forgive your neighbor. You may need to accept not getting what you want Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Even though that's, that's tough. Like, That might make you angry, and that's also okay. Right. And there may be consequences to um, if this person decides to go to the New Year's party, right? Mm -hmm. Like, which they are totally free to do. But if there is a difference in understanding of what loyalty is Mm -hmm. and sort of what the implications of the past events should mean in terms of your actions, then you may get accosted on your way home, right? Like, or when you you get home, assuming they're living together. Yeah, and it's it's unclear here. Yeah. Then... Yeah, there's there is that to choose that you might have to deal with. Holiday stuff. Yeah. Almost over. So what have you been inspired by lately? I've been playing some of Dishonored 2. It's a it's a video game came out last year, I think. Um it's a I guess what's the genre? Immersive sim. I don't even know. This there's like the best you can do is say, like, Deus Ex. And yeah, yeah, it's a Deus Ex-y sort of thing. You, I think you ex- I get Dishonored and Far Cry and <laughs> several yeah, yeah. other things. So, that so this is of... a game where you're kind of exploring a space. You're doing a lot of sneaking. Mm-hmm. You can either choose to stab people and kill them or go around them or, like, choke them out and knock them unconscious. And that counts as being nonviolent. <laughs> um and there's and it's, usually skills or some sort of yeah, augmentation. Yeah, you get skills, of. you find resources, you can buy stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's usually kind of different story-relevant paths. Okay. In the case of Dishonored, the, this series, it's a, um, it's kind of a, steampunk is such a broad term. It is. But it's a fantasy, a low, a, a technological fantasy setting in a fictional place called, uh, Dunwall in this place, Karnaka is is in this game is in Karnaka, um, and you know there's like weird like creepy horror whales that are being killed, and um, and there's some sort of magic that comes from the whales. Like huh. all the all the magical runes are like carved whalebone and stuff like that, and the whole this whole Dunwall's whole economy revolves around whale oil and sailing and weird like it's 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 a very moody setting yeah and there's in the first game there's a rat plague in this game there's a there's a plague of these blood flies that are like the worst mosquitoes ever yeah and the the premise of the of the first game is the empress gets killed you're the bodyguard of the empress she gets killed you get blamed Mm. and you end up having to like both clear your name and dismantle this conspiracy that was the was how the empress ended up getting killed and you getting framed okay and so in this game you're playing either the same character from the first one or the empress's daughter like 15 years later 20 years later Hmm, um where someone shows up and is like hey turns out i'm the heir to the throne and whichever one of you you're not playing you get to pick which one to play the other one gets turned to stone (laughs) <laughs> and you're uh. kind of you're accused of this series of murders and have to flee off to this like colony where these people came from to figure out what happened and and, and tear it apart. And there's this really interesting theme throughout these games of 
grudges and echoes of the past coming forward, and uh, at least the the supposed justification for Delilah, who's this 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 usurper, mm-hmm. um, is that she knew the she grew up with the Empress and was kind of blamed for all the things that the Empress did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like she was she was the the bastard child who anything anytime the Empress did something wrong, she was like Oh, was that was that one? Like yeah. not not out of malice, but just hmm. you know, kids. Yeah. Right? Kids try and pass off blame. And that's like that's the supposed justification for all this. Yeah. Um there's there's a whole lot of like oh well it's kind of feasible that this family could be doing the murders that the empress and and um and the the bodyguard is is actually her father okay um, that the 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 new empress and her father could be committing these murders because well if you look at the events of the first game he killed or says he didn't actually kill a lot of people yeah um and there's there's also the there are consequences to the more people you kill in the game the worse these plagues get because there are more bodies and there's more chaos and mm-hmm. and just things are thrown off more and so there's that sense of like these repercussions echoing through time that's really interesting and and playing the game i really like looking at all these events in the game going like what what went wrong long ago right to lead to this yes which is something that you don't often get in genre media that's right? true yeah you get like, like this person is out for revenge mm-hmm. but that's usually like here is one incident mm-hmm. and that caused all of this right which is overly simplistic yeah and and instead in in this in this story there's these interwoven reasons and justifications and mm-hmm. things that could have gone wrong and and this person is helping you now, but you know they've done bad things in the past. Mm-hmm. And do they regret it, or have they just stopped it? Yep. And it's it's. I think it's hard for genre fiction to either avoid the overly singular thing, mm-hmm. or to like a, a wall of text sort of approach. Yeah. Like from what little I've interacted with early Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. it felt like there was this static picture in the background of things that had happened. Yeah. And now we were proceeding, and it was like, why did they kill Ned? Eh, because that's how there were things. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it just doesn't, you don't, you get a sense that, yeah, it was complicated, and that means it's rich and rich, like, good values there. But, like, it's not true. Yeah, and one of the one of the nice things about an immersive sim is that all a lot of this information is in books in the world, or in audio, audio tapes, tapes, or... <laughs> Or, like, See, you can know. talk to people about it. And so if you don't care about that stuff, cool. Just You don't it. have to, like, you interact yeah. with it as much as you want to mm-hmm. and at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And it can kind of, dis- the time can get distorted in certain ways where you can be like, oh, I'm going to pick this book up but not read it now. But I know that if I need to, mm-hmm. I can go back into my journal and read that book that I picked up a while back to find out what the details were mm-hmm. i can take my time searching for every single scrap of paper or i can just kind of get the general idea yeah because i you might not care why this person is raising blood flies right or you might think it's cool and then in that case you can dig further into that exactly yeah um so yeah it's it's very interesting thinking about writing stories where the link the causal links between things are dense and complicated yeah but not the focus of the story right 
you don't need to understand all that stuff to get this person stole this other person's throne she needs to get it back untangle the conspiracy kill or fate worse than death some people right and you're done so yeah that's been inspiring to me should be inspiring for our own work yeah so what have you been inspired by lately uh this is weird maybe one of the weirder inspirations i've had okay uh reddit you've been inspired by reddit well inspired by my time on reddit i mean you've you've often spoken of reddit a bit disdainfully it's... and i think with reason they've speaking of grudges and long standing yeah. grievances they've got this history of not presenting a safe or healthy place yeah so reddit at least as of as of now, you know, like mm-hmm. someone may come to this podcast a decade from yeah, now true. and be like, whoa, Reddit changed. And it has changed in the last couple of years a little bit. But Reddit is uh, a place that values capital F free speech. Yeah, it's, it's um, a whole bunch of different message boards kind of all linked together and cross-linked. Right, yes. When it comes to moderation and its core principles... It values freedom of speech over any ethics or morality around that at all. Yeah, and they've, they've narrowed those constraints somewhat to be like, here's the minimum right. of how, how evil you can be, or the maximum of how evil you can be. Right, and that's what's changed in the last couple yeah. of years. Um, and everything else is just kind of like, vote up, vote down. Vote up, vote down. The good right. stuff will rise to the top because because it will. Yeah, so it's not, you know, it's not 4chan, but... Thank goodness. Like, Gamergate... MRAs, mm-hmm. that is men's rights activists, groups like that have perfectly comfortable homes, but the ones that uh, use racial slurs in the forum names tend to have kind of gotten the boot in the last year or two. Yeah, which is a weird, thin line to draw where it's like, you can be hateful as long as you don't sound hateful. Yeah, yeah. So Reddit is generally and continues to be a place I don't really muck around. Mm-hmm. Like, I... So, how's it been inspirational? <laughs> so, you know, I'm off Twitter, essentially. It, my, my Twitter account, my primary Twitter account is read-only at this point. Um, I'm only on Mastodon and barely that. But I have interests that align with pleasant places on Reddit. One of them is learning Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Russian subreddit, not Russia, Russian. <laughs> um, Russia is probably fine too, but it, it's different is a friendly place. Even when I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, these people are asking this question that I know is linked off on the sidebar. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song? There's a whole po Anyway, they're very nice. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. Lots of language learning stuff on Reddit's really nice. Um, gardening stuff, very friendly. Um, especially since one of the cactus places I go to seems to have been hacked over Christmas. Oh no. And so... It's this place where I even posted, not a, not an original post, but I posted a comment in a wow. thread and I got votes and it was good. I didn't, it wasn't bad. I'm not posting a lot. I've only posted like that one or two times. I probably won't post much, but they have things like writing prompts mm-hmm. for beginners and more advanced people. So like, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm just not posting it because I can never get any endings right in Russian. But there are pockets of it. That are not just, I don't know, Gamergate. Like, that's the, like, Reddit in so many ways, in my perception over the years, has been either the extreme of, like, slash R slash all, A-W-W, which is just, like, super cute things, and, Mm -hmm. like, a million posts a day. Why would I, like, this is more 
ridiculous than Twitter in terms of volume, all the way to, I won't even name them, right. the awful places. Hate and so it's kind of nice to find like these super niche places where I can geek out, even observationally about a thing, yeah. and not feel like at any moment I'm going to click on something and it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's that, that, that sort of trust building. Yes, exactly. So shout out to the Russian Reddit. I mean, they're so awesome. does that mean you're starting to forgive Reddit? What does forgive mean? <laughs> I don't forget those awful ones, so maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, grudges and these long-standing sort of calcified feelings about things. Mm-hmm. I guess they're kind of okay. So... The feelings are okay. The feelings are always okay. How you want to live with those feelings, your own feelings, not your mom's <laughs> feelings... How you want to live with those should be examined, right? Yeah. So, like, if I were like, no, I'm never going to go on Reddit. It's awful, which mm-hmm. is a stance to take mm-hmm. and one that millions of people in the world take yeah. just by virtue of either not knowing about Reddit or uh, choosing. Or knowing much, a bit too much about or Reddit. knowing a bit too much. And then we're like, so I'm not going to participate. and I'm going to find any other language learning resource in the world mm-hmm. other than this subreddit. That would be a choice I'd make. And I would... Be making it knowing some costs, right? Yeah. I guess it's the good old, like, make sure that your actions are in alignment with your values. Exactly. Like, make sure that you're not, that these feelings you're having that are sort of, at this point, a bit self-perpetuating, mm-hmm. right? Like, because these, these grudges, you're, you're kind of remembering how you used to feel, yep. and that causes you to feel that same way, even though maybe age has, right. has blunted a right. lot of those issues. Yep. Make sure that you are acting the way you want to act and not right. the way that you feel compelled to act by or, these self-perpetuating feelings. Or the way you would have acted five or ten years ago. Right. When you were perhaps, a, you were definitely a somewhat different person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I always try to remember and remind people, especially this whole forgive idea, mm-hmm. trust is evidence-based. Yep. You, if someone has done something to cause you not to trust them. They then need to do something different. They need to do something different. And you need to see the evidence. Yes. Not just, I'm I'm going to be better, or time has passed, it must be better. Right. The evidence is what trust is based on. Anything else is faith. Yeah. And that can be fine. Right, you can choose to take a re- look at But recognize the difference between, I am doing this because I observe less risk, mm-hmm. or... I am doing this because I accept the risk. Right. Because those are two different are... perspectives. Yes. Grudges, understandable. Mm-hmm. Be aware of the, the system that you're setting up for yeah. sort of perpetuating those feelings. And if you are, if your grudge is leading you to be cruel, mm-hmm. that cruelty is bad. Right. Don't, don't be mean to people because of things they did to you years ago. Right. Set back. Set boundaries. <laughs> Don't you don't have to interact with them, right? And you don't have to make people interact with people that they hold grudges against, right? Oh, well, thanks for talking to me today. Thank you for talking to me. Happy holidays! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This has been Audacious Compassion. If you have a question or a prompt for discussion, please submit it to us at averyweir.net. That's a v e r y dash w e i r dot net. You can find the show on Twitter and Facebook at AudaciousCast. We'd love a tweet or a post about the show using the hashtag AudaciousCast.
And if you can, take a moment to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. We, uh, like we said, we're struggling with how to keep this thing going. Yeah. And so any help that you can give, we'd, we'd really appreciate. I'm Gregory Avery Weir, and I can be found on Twitter at Gregory Weir. I'm Melissa Avery Weir, and I can be found on Mastodon.social as Melissa Avery Weir. And together we run a video game studio called Future Proof Games, which you can visit at futureproofgames.com. Our theme music is Invisible Light by Josh Woodward, available under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. Talk to you later. Quick access looks good. No. Nope. Quick access is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our end of the episode line. Oh. <laughs>